Welcome to the Do Good Radio Hour with Bluegrass Community Foundation. Here at Bluegrass Community Foundation, we believe doing good inspires good. It's the gift that keeps on giving. The intention behind the show is to encourage you by sharing the undeniable good happening within our community. Bluegrass Community Foundation hosts a network of endowed community funds, each seeking to improve the quality of life in their geography. In partnership with local leaders, which you will hear on this episode, these funds work to increase charitable giving and build local charitable resources to impact their region's greatest needs and opportunities. Invest in your community. That is the message of this podcast. Start where you are, use what you have, and give what you can. Our first guest is a member of the Franklin County Community Fund Board of Directors, Harry Carver. He's here to share about his experience and the importance of giving back to your community. Hello, Harry. Tell us about you and what you do. Um, I explain why I'm involved with my you know community, my local community fund, and with Bluegrass Community Foundation, and then you know we're and then kind of get to where we are today. Several years ago, a number of years ago, I was working for the State Department of Local Government when the Endowed Kentucky legislation passed, and was fortunate enough to be able to be the staff person responsible for you know DLG's role in implementing the endowed Kentucky legislation. So I was able to meet folks from um, community foundations all across the state and had, you know, learned a whole lot about how they function, how different each one of them is. And most importantly, why we didn't have an endowment, why we didn't have a community fund here in Frankfurt, which is the capital city. It, It was so interesting to learn what folks were doing across the state, you know, the the history of the different community foundations and how they came to be and how um, each one of them is just a little bit different than the other and um, I guess organized in such a way that best reflects their community and best serves their community. Having realized all that, you know, and questioning why we didn't have one here in Frankfurt, started talking to folks in town that I thought might be interested in it, that might have some understanding and appreciation for what a community fund and what an endowment could do for Frankfurt and Franklin County. We had a handful of people that got together regularly and we did our research, realized that really a standalone community foundation does not work in a community this size. You have to have really a sizable endowment to support the overhead that's involved in having um, the community foundation and appropriately managing the money. So then when we reached out to different community foundations around the state to see who we might want to, um, you know, attach to, to affiliate with, having um, had some conversations and with different foundations, it just made a whole lot more sense to, um, associate with bluegrass you know they're based in lexington they're, we are part of their service area there were folks here in town that um, had funds at bluegrass so that's how we ended up being you know an affiliate county right so before we got started with this interview we kind of talked about how sometimes when people see franklin county community fund or other local community funds are like what is that what does that mean so i just wanted from your perspective as a board member to explain you know what you tell people what the community fund is and what its purpose is well because we're not a standalone you know community foundation that that we're um affiliated with the bluegrass community foundation it um actually it's kind of a cool thing because the, the endowment that we've created for Franklin County that we're, we have raised, I guess, several hundred thousand dollars over the past few years and um, are now actually earning enough off that money to do some small grants. But um, it's not just that. I think that um, 
we have, like I said, the, there are a number of folks here in the county that have various funds with bluegrass. And I think when we talk about the Franklin County Community Fund, we laughed at the beginning because it was the Franklin County Community Fund versus funds because, you know, we wanted to talk about funds, plural, so that people would understand that it wasn't just the endowment. This is all about, you know, trying to raise the level of, you know, philanthropy in Franklin County. That, you know, is kind of one way to look at it, to realize that there are all these fund holders here in the county and that they're a part of it. And we want to be all, you know, at least communicating regularly and obviously all have the best interests of the county at heart. So the so there's that piece of it. There's the raising money. There's a raising awareness about philanthropy and what giving could do. I think one of the things that made the biggest impression on me when I was doing, when I started to um, work with the different community foundations, I guess it was shortly after the, um, the transfer of wealth study had been done. And I guess well, that transfer of wealth study was one of the things that led to the, the um, endowed Kentucky legislation because it was so um, clear and how it showed the impact that could be made if just everybody would devote a small amount of their estate, you know, to a community endowment. When they talk about transfer of wealth, and that, I guess the um, the thing about it is, as we as money changes hands between generations, if we can just capture a piece of that, it makes a huge difference, you know, moving forward. And when I saw some of the numbers, that it was just incredible, you know, what a you know, difference it could make in a short period of time. Um, so that you know had a big impact on me, and they do want to do and um, help raise money and get this thing started. And I think that that's one of the things that it's a great sales tool, but it's also not exactly easy to talk about because you're talking about stuff when people are dead, you know, we're talking about, you know, you can give now and everything, but the big, the big pieces, you know, the big chunks of money come in, you know, in estates and um, planned giving, that that takes time. We're not there yet. I mean, we're starting to, we do have planned gifts that are in the process right now, but, um, you know, it takes a little bit of time to get moving. But I think that, um, and I have not seen the numbers yet. I think that um, I was told that they recently updated the um, the transfer wealth study, and I'll be interested to see. And I think we need to go back to using that as an example. I know I personally plan to, and we talk about this and show what the impact can be. If you know, my kids aren't going to miss five percent of my estate when I die. You know, let's just put it away. Let's make sure that you know it's going to go to support future generations. And I don't think it's that big a sell. It's five percent. You can be the richest person in the world, or you can be the you know the least affluent person in the county and 5% is not going to, you know, make a big difference to your um, heirs, but it's going to make a big difference to the community. Yeah, that's a great point. And you get the honor of being an integral part of the decision-making process of our state capital, obviously, Frankfurt, and making it a better and more welcoming place through your involvement with this community fund. So why did you decide to step up into leadership with the Franklin County Community Fund? Well, because I had, guess I had several folks with like minds we've gotten together and started talking about it and i said you know it's not something you can talk about unless you're going to be you're willing to do it and it's like and i had having spent many years involved in the political realm and raising money for candidates which was never my favorite thing to do but they always said you know it's you can't raise money for a candidate unless you've written a check that and i you know feeling as strongly as i do about the importance of a community fund and about the endowment here and that that um that yes, I made that commitment, you know, and I made a pledge every year, have, you know, contributed to, you know, the um, endowment and, and have and hopefully encouraged others to do it. I think that um, we've been fairly successful. Um, obviously, we have a long way to go. I mean, you're never finished with something like this. I think some of the other things that we've been able to do to bring um, 
attention or awareness to the community fund. I think that right after we really got up and running was the um, first year that um, Bluegrass did um, on the table. And several of us went to Lexington to see what was going on and thought that, um, wow, this is great. So the second year that it happened, we did it here in Franklin County and we had over a thousand people participate. And it was great and it got people talking and it got people um, excited about the possibilities, you know, of what could happen in this community, you know, if we kept people engaged. And so I'm really pleased with that effort. I think it was, it's, um, I think it's had some long-term effects in terms of people paying attention and being realizing that if people do get together and talk about stuff and that we, that, that we can move our community forward. What you just said is perfect for this next question. You know, the goal of these local funds is to actually create change and get people talking and have them excited about the future of the local community and not just talk about it, but actually do it. So what tangible effects have you seen the community fund have on the community? We, we from the grant making um, piece of it, we had just, I think we've only done one round of grant making. So that was kind of exciting to, um, you know, see how that worked and to see how the recipients, you know, what it did, the programming at the King Center. And that was one of our um, awards that we had made. The other thing we've been able to do is I know we partnered with the um, Rotary recently for a grant that the local Rotary was applying for and were able to, you know, provide the match so that they got a much larger grant for the um, mission clinic here in town. So that was kind of exciting. And I think that's the kind of thing that as, the, as time goes on and the more that we do to show that, you know, having this pot, however small it is now, but being able to leverage larger amounts of money with it is, you know, something that's really important for the community. And it's, you know, um, an important piece of what we do and what we will be doing in the future. The other thing in the past year, um, with the pandemic that we were able to raise money specifically for nonprofits that were um, being stretched to the max because of the services they were providing as a result of the pandemic. And um, that was really exciting to see that, you know, how generous people were and that we were able to help out these nonprofits that, you know, were going above and beyond their normal course of work because of what was going on with the with the pandemic and um, that was kind of exciting. And again, that gave us the opportunity to, you know, show what we can do. We, in the meantime, we've had folks come and talk to us about different projects that they're interested in the community about um, setting up funds to raise money around those projects, which is really exciting because I think that's another role, an important role that we can play so that um, if people have great ideas and are willing to raise money towards um, seeing them to fruition, that we can be that vehicle to help them do that, which is really pretty exciting. You've, I don't think I've asked you this question yet. I don't know how long you've been committed to being a board member of the community fund, but what has been one of your favorite memories of being involved? If you have a story or just a um, rewarding experience or something like that? I think the the first thing, and it didn't have is it, it didn't have anything to do with money, but it was um, doing on the table and getting you know having that kind of broad community participation. That was really fun and it was exciting and it was exciting to see people come together. It just shows that people need a way to communicate. They need to feel like they're a part of the community, and sometimes you know you need something other than government to provide that you know whether it's it's not just the funding and all it's providing people with a vehicle it's part of that on the table um process and it was really exciting we were able to be a big part of the um 
community input to the downtown master plan. There was a lot of um, comment and talk at the time during on the table about downtown and downtown redevelopment. So that we, at the time, there were consultants that were writing a downtown master plan. So they were able to use a lot of the information that we got from on the table to, um, to draw that plan. So that was exciting. What's so great about events like on the table are it creates conversation that hopefully turns into action, which then hopefully turns into longevity, which is incredibly important impact that lasts. So what is the fund doing to ensure growth and development as a community like over the long haul that lasts? Um, we're in the process now of really kind of plotting for the next couple of months, how we're going to use, um, what we have done over the past few years to tell, try to tell a story about what we've done and why having a community fund is important and try to um, use that to get more donations this summer using um, the Endow Kentucky Tax Credit as an incentive for folks. I know folks are generally generous and they don't give because of tax credits, but it certainly will help you know, perhaps increase the amount folks may be willing to give if, if there's a tax credit involved. We've been fairly success, successful over the past few years, you know, using the credit, the credit, I guess, was increased overall statewide several years ago. And that was great because it pe people are allowed or people end up getting um, closer to the full amount of the credit, you know, with the extra money that was allocated towards it by the legislature. So that's what we're going to do over the next couple of months. I know that it's we're, we're coming up on time to um, probably do another round of grant making, which will, of course, raise our visibility. I talked about the downtown master plan, and there's a bunch of different projects that were proposed or that you know, were illustrated as possibilities as part of the master plan. And I think one of the things that um, and all those things are not going to be funded by you know, public monies. And um, so I think that that's another one of the things that the fund can do is to partner with folks that are interested in seeing some of these parts of the um, master plan move forward and perhaps raising some private money towards those um, projects to see them, you know, get off the ground and get rolling. I want to end with a strong push for the why. That's what always compels me to research something or look into something is the why behind the action. So why do you give back to your community and why should others do the same? You know, the successful communities are communities where you have engaged people, where the population is engaged and paying attention and caring and I think that um, that we are a caring community, but I think that this is a way to harness some of that, you know, that caring and getting, you know, preparing for the future, taking care of folks now, but again, for future generations to be able to have a source of funds to perhaps do some of the things that they would not ordinarily be able to do, that there's that money available to, to move things along. Yeah. Well, Harry, thank you so much. You've given us so much insight into the community fund in Franklin County. And before we go, can you shout out where people can find you all, how they can learn more about you, where they can donate? Um, we have, if you go to the Bluegrass Community Foundation's website, which is what bgcf.org, and there's a Franklin County page, and we're in the process of updating it. We should be any day now. It should be <laughs> done, which tells a little bit more of our story. But you can donate there, and you can find out more about how to give and who the um, my fellow board members are. So look us up. Yeah. Well, Harry, thank you so much for sharing your story and for investing in your community. Thank you for having me. 
The Clark County Community Foundation consistently aims to come alongside the community of Winchester and Clark County and make it a better place. Alex Rowadi, chair of the board, is here to share about that impact with us. So hello, Alex. How are you? Uh, good morning, Ms. Crosby. How are you? I'm very good. So tell us more about you and what you do. Well, I'm a almost lifelong resident of Winchester. I did uh, stray and live elsewhere for a few, uh, obviously during my college years, and then I worked elsewhere for a couple, two or three years before um, coming back here to God's country. And um, so I've, I've lived in, and I've been back to Winchester probably for close to 30 years and a small town attorney. And I've gotten to know the community pretty well. Uh, I think I knew it pretty well before I left for what didn't turn out to be greener pastures back in, in the in the 80s. Uh, but now I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm certainly here to stay and uh, enjoy my community. And I think there's a lot, a lot going on here and it has a lot going for it. So as I said before, you're the chair of the board of the Clark County Community Foundation. So I just wanted you to give us a glimpse into what it's like being on the board of the Clark County Community Foundation. What are the ins and outs of the meetings or just give us a little glimpse into what that's like? Well, it's really very exciting. Uh, we have meetings probably about once every two months, although we talk more frequently than that by email. It's a collection of seven people, including myself, from all corners of this community who bring a unique, each of whom brings a unique perspective to what they think about Winchester, uh, what needs to be improved about our community, what, uh, what works well here, and what they can do to make it a better place to live. I think we're all eager to, to make Winchester have its own identity and we're close to Lexington and it has a lot of influence on, on the town, obviously, because you have so much exchange between the two communities. But, but we like, I think we like to make sure that Winchester has its own unique identity and ultimately that it's perceived within itself and elsewhere as a community that cares about its citizens, that the citizens care about each other. And I think the Bluegrass Community Foundation is, is a big part of the, of the generosity that you see in, in Clark County. So we talk about things like, what can we do to improve the school system in Clark County? What, you know, what, how can we be a, a player in that process? Uh, from things like uh, mundane, I suppose, as donating money to the school system, to getting involved in, in helping high school juniors, uh, especially those who are not as able to get resources as others are, uh, get access to the things they need to to try to apply to college, maybe seek scholarships. So that, that's a very exciting thing for us to have. I mean, if you remember from your college days, which for you, I don't think was too long ago, you might remember the, the, comp the complexity of applying to college. Uh, if you were filling out the FAFSA, if you were seeking scholarships, if you were, you know, the various uh, schools that you were applying to in each of their application processes. So, and, and, you know, some folks who weren't brought up in, in two in two parent homes or who didn't have a lot of resources can really struggle with that. So we've got a program that we put together that helps the high school uh, juniors at GRC uh, to achieve some goals that they have. We have the annual Good Giving Challenge where this year, I think in 2021, there'll be some 25 different local charities that will participate in that. Uh, we run that program and, and second to Fayette County, we are the number two community in donations for that program. I mean, it, it, 
you know, it goes on region wide, but uh, Clark County is number two in how much money is donated. We have the second largest fund in the Bluegrass Community Foundation system. You know, whatever people perceive about Winchester pluses or minuses, there's no question that when you look at what goes on in the Clark County Community Foundation aspect of this, that Winchester is a very, very generous community. And I think that's underscored uh, in the most in the during the recent period that we're all struggling with the coronavirus and dealing with the things that that not not just the people who've gotten sick, but the shutdowns of the economy and uh, streams of money that how generous the citizens of Winchester have been to donating to the community foundation, the Good Giving Challenge and other other charities uh, that we've been so fortunate to, to help be a vehicle for. So really, um, we hope to not be too quiet about what we're doing. We want the people, we want citizens of Winchester and Clark County to know that we're there. But I think it has been a fairly quiet but productive and effective organization to help in a number of different areas of Clark County: homeless population, as I said, education, uh, the fire department. We've assisted with over the years, uh, after-school programs you name a walk of life and we probably have had some impact on it one way or the other. And when you put in the good giving challenge and the 25 different charities that participate in that, I dare say there's no area of no facet of Clark County that isn't impacted in one way or the other. That's a lot of impact for seven uh, folks who are just donating their time. That's right. Everything you've just said is proof that, you know, this foundation is very active and engaged with what's happening in the community. A lot of communities, I feel, struggle to find buy-in or morale with civic engagement. So what have you found to be the most successful agent for this within your board? Because I feel like you've really seen that spring up. Oh, well, I have. We have our legal counsel and and really kind of our, uh, the glue that holds us together is a woman named Haley Cunningham. I probably know Haley. I know her. Well, and her son, (laughs) Clark, and her husband is a teacher at GRC. And she does an amazing job uh, in, uh, you know, directing, giving us guidance and, and kind of maybe even slapping us on the wrist here and there if we get a little too eager or enthusiastic. But she has been a, you know, tre- tremendous source of support for what we're trying to do uh, in the Community Foundation. And then you come to our meetings and sometimes there are members of the public that attend for various reasons. School officials have come to these meetings and, you know, you see the dialogue that goes on. And, and while we agree most of the time, there are, there are some disagreements that as, as to what ought to be done for the best of Winchester. And, you know, and, but that's, that's healthy. And when you combine people in business and in education, uh, people who, you know, uh, spouses that, that quote unquote, stay at home. And we know that's not an easy job either. Uh, and, and finance and other, other areas represented on our board, you get so many wonderful perspectives, people who can look at a budget, people who can see things that, that ordinary citizens don't have access to or, or really care to a lot of times, but are important. And, and so you know with what numbers you have to work with, you learn about the needs of the community, and and frankly, we zero in on those things at our meetings so that we don't waste anybody's time. We, you know, we, we say, hey, here's a problem. You know, what can we do to, to fix it? Can we fix it? Can't fix everything. What can we do? And if we can, we start a plan of action immediately to, to get that ball rolling. And usually a check's written, you know, I would say, depending on the circumstances, within six months and sometimes much faster wow. than that, a month or two. 
And, and, you know, and I think it's important to add this thing, and it's kind of beyond the scope of your question, but, but add this note. These funds that we, you know, this isn't monopoly money. This isn't play money. These are real dollars mm-hmm. that are set up in, in different foundations, uh, family foundations, uh, other types of use of people's wealth. And I don't mean wealth as in Rockefeller wealth. I'm talking about people who have more modest means that, are, that, that have visions like we did. Uh, and it generates, thankfully, things like the stock market and other forms of investment generate streams of income that we can use to do the things I've talked about. Uh, so the, the, while the seven of us uh, are on the front line in terms of, of making decisions, uh, the generosity and the, the resources needed go way beyond our little group uh, to many, many, many people in Clark County and beyond, you know, want to see this community prosper. Yeah. I have talked with other boards from different counties about the purpose of these community funds and how the goal is to increase charitable giving and build local charitable resources and not just talking about it, but actually doing it. So what tangible effects have you seen the Clark County Community Foundation have on the community? Yeah, I mean, you can't get any more tangible than having literally dozens of young minds that can make a difference in this world, but who might have been otherwise uh, left by the wayside, unfortunately, instead blossom into college students, some with scholarships, some with who've gone on to, you know, professional schools. Um, I think one of them, one of our students even, if I remember correctly, might have even gone to, to as uh, prestigious a school as the United States Naval Academy. Uh, so that's certainly a tangible effect of what we do. You know, the the, the uh, shelter that's under construction over off Lexington Avenue near the old Curly Clothing Factory. I'm sure you've seen it under construction over there. You know, that we, we made a donation as well as other groups. You know, we're not the only ones, nor should we be or could we be. But we made a, a significant donation there, and that's going to take a uh, a great need that was cramped into a few rooms and a really not lavish, but a, but a, uh, an appropriate facility to, to take care of that situation in Clark County because of its situation on the Eastern end of the bluegrass is a, is it's kind of an end point for people east of us. People come from all counties, all you know, up and down the Mountain Parkway and I-64 and other areas to Winchester, home, and that includes homeless population, people in need of medical care and other things. And, and that structure will be a big help to that cause. Uh, so it helps people just way beyond Clark County too. A good giving challenge. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Keaton, when we started that program, I really believe that it had a shelf life and it probably still does. But, you know, you'd see after three or four years, people would kind of, you know, how sometimes people get tired of being asked all the time to donate. I mean, yes. even generous people get tired of it at times. And I thought, well, you know, we'll start to see the numbers decline. We'll see the donations go down. Uh, but we've kept up with the times. We do a lot of that by, by, you know, online now, even before the coronavirus hit. We make it e- easy to donate. And frankly, the numbers just keep going up and up and up. And, and while we'll never have the numbers that, say, Fayette County would have, we, again, second to Fayette County and second specifically to the 40502 um, or 40507, I guess, wherever the, that part of Lexington is, that we're second to that in terms of those donations. I mean, for anything from soccer to um, hemp research to the farmer's market, I hesitate to start naming uh, the, the, uh, the stride program, uh, a couple of local schools, those things together 
probably touch every life in Clark County in one way or the other. Those are concrete. I know I'm leaving out a couple of things since I've been on the board, but those things are absolutely making a, a significant difference. Uh, oh, and one thing I want to add, we, we were instrumental in the, in the new um, resource, restore that's in the shopping center up uh, the intersection of Colby and, and the bypass where people can get good furniture for, you know, people that, that need to get it at a discount can get it there and donations are made to that. So the Habitat for Humanity program, I've gone to a couple of their uh, meetings and, and seen some of the things they do. So we, we've played a role in their uh, presence here in Clark County. So these are uh, important components to what makes Winchester a really wonderful place to live. It would have been nice to say uh, for you, for instance, and just using you as an example, to come to one of our meetings because you would be so impressed, uh, not so much with the chair per se, but, <laughs> but the other members of the board who are just brilliant people that bring so many great ideas. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been thought to myself, gosh, I wish I thought of that. They bring so many great ideas and not everything pans out. You, you know that. You know, we have, I really believe that we've done a lot of good for the, for the community in, those, in the ways I've talked about. Yeah. It sounds like the board is such a melting pot of all different perspectives and life experiences. And you've probably, I don't know, how long have you been on the board? I have been on, this This is the culmination of my 60 years. So. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, there a while. I just want to know what one of your favorite memories has been being involved with the board. If it's a project or an event or something that happened. You know, we, we tend to have a, a little kickoff party for the for the Good Giving Challenge every year, uh, chili cook or chili uh, cook off, and we had it out at the extension office. I think the first couple of years, and and once I remember one particularly bitterly cold night, carrying out all kinds of materials to have all that, and thinking to myself, you know. Uh, I need to be paid for this. This is this is a, this is a hard job. It's freezing out here, and, but you know, it, it was. Uh, but I, more importantly, upon reflection, it was just knowing that you were part of something good. Um, and it wasn't just me, obviously. There were a lot of people that had a role in that. And it just, you know, it's one thing to write a check, and that's always a big deal. Uh, but it's something else to to carry out tables and chairs and load vehicles up to to take materials back to people's homes uh, that participated in these important activities. Uh, and it just drove home to me, especially the first time that I was involved in that, that this is a real thing. Uh, these are real people. Uh, these are real charities helping others in Clark County. You know, that, so that was kind of a moment for me. You know, and then, and then on the other hand, just the, on the business side of things, honestly, I'll have to say about every time we have a meeting. Uh, you know, nobody can say that they're happy that they're having a meeting all the time. I mean, they're, you know, we're all busy that every time I get together with these people, I'm going to, you know, my time expires at the end of this uh, fiscal year, which is June 30th. And I'm going to miss that. I really am. Uh, it's, it was a real learning experience for me. Got to, to not meet. I knew all these folks before, but to reinforce relationships with some outstanding people uh, who are not arrogant, who are not better than anybody else, uh, who are not trying to um, say, look at me, I'm doing all this great stuff for Winchester. Uh, but each one of those meetings is people who are working their darn tails off to get this to be a better town. I agree. I love this last question because it roots everything we have talked about. 
So the last question, you've done a great job. I've loved sharing and talking with you, but well, why do you, you give back to your community and why should others do the same? Well, you know, in my particular case, I've always tried to serve on boards and, and other, you know, and other charitable organizations in the community, uh, tried to show up. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be call myself an all-star in that sense. I'm not going to the Hall of Fame of, of giving, uh, but I've always tried to at least keep an eye on what something beyond my own little world of of practicing law and the and the and the struggles that that involves to to what else is going on out there. I'm not the only one working hard. I'm not the when I start feeling sorry for myself, yes. you know, I, I realize there are other people who are, you know, working till eight o'clock at night a lot of times and who are working on weekends. And I'm not saying I'm even doing that all the time. I'm just saying there are others out there. Or, or, you know, moms or dads who are coming home after a long day and they've got a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old and, and their work's just starting. Feel like that it's important to give just a, at least try to give a little bit back if you can. And I guess that may be my story to, to people who, who are listening, that uh, you'll feel a lot better. You will feel like you've done something important uh, for your community. Not that it's going to bring you any adulation, more business or anything like that. But it's going to bring you a sense of well-being and calm in an otherwise chaotic world. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like I've gained a lot from that. This has been the this has been the best experience of my life in terms of part of Alex Rowati that wants to help other people. I wish he was a bigger part of me sometimes, but it's it's a part of me. And this has been the very best board. But, you know, thankfully, we've got honestly, Keith, we've got money to spend uh, and we're darn generous doing it. And so it's fun and, and fulfilling, satisfying and important. But whatever capacity people want to serve in, whether it's, uh, you know, coming on to this board, whether it's helping out with Habitat for Humanity, whether it's helping out for the dozens of other organizations in this county that are trying to make Winchester a better place to live, uh, I think you'll do yourself a world of good. If you if you join up and attend a meeting once a month, uh, show up at a at a donation center, you know, twice a year, run in a 5K, sit, maybe even just sit down and write a check or whatever people do. To I, I'm 58 years old. I'm, I, I don't know all the means of, of exchanging <laughs> money anymore. You, you probably know all the tricks, but but I still write a check. But whatever it is you can do to make a donate in five dollars. Bert, you know, pretty much everyone can afford $5 and it's a good starting place. And then get off the couch and, and, and get away from your desk and, and from your factory job and whatever else you do for a living and, and, and spend an hour uh, monthly or, or three times a year in passing out food or clothing or, or helping figure out some problems that we have here in Winchester. And, and you know, and, I'll kind of close with this. I understand our community so much better now. Every once in a while, I'll just ride around by myself, going to neighborhoods that I haven't gone into probably for years, if ever, in my entire life, even though I grew up here. And I kind of see how different, how different people in different parts of our own town live differently mm -hmm. and the needs that they have. And, I, and you know, I, see, I look at it with a more critical, more understanding eye than I did 10 years ago. Uh, even though I was a big boy then and all grown up and practicing law and whatever it is I do for fun and et cetera, I was all that then, but now I see it in a different, with, in a, through a different lens. And I believe I can be more, I can have more empathy for other people by doing that. So 
my fellow citizens in Winchester can feel those same senses of satisfaction if they, you know, participate. It doesn't have to be a lot of money or a lot of time, but it, you just feel a lot better about it. I think what you just left us with is the perfect way to end. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm sure people listening needed to hear as well. So investment in your community is attaching yourself to something bigger than yourself. And that's exactly what I feel like we were meant to do. Alex, thank you so much. And BGCF is proud to have you as a champion of our mission and advocate for our local communities. And you're doing a great job. Well, thank you very much. You have a great day. Lori Garkovich is on the board of directors of the Woodford County Community Fund. This local advisory board puts donations to good use by making grants to meet the needs of the community. They partner with individuals, businesses, and nonprofits to make Woodford County a better place to live. And she's going to tell us a little bit more about that. So, Lori, hello. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Um, we're kind of a younger community fund. We started formally in 2014, but that was preceded about a year and a half of conversations trying to find people who shared our same passion for community philanthropy and enhancing the quality of life in our community. So um, we spent the first part of this um, growing our, our endowment. And you'll have to check with, um, I think we're right around with legacy gifts and the actual endowment, we're over a half a million dollars, or right around a half a million dollars. But the, from the very beginning, since a lot of people don't know what a community fund is, they have no idea what it is, we felt that in order to market the opportunity to contribute through legacy giving and direct giving to an endowment, we had to demonstrate the power of a community-based fund. And that meant we had to have some grant making that we did. Our first grants, um, I have to admit, were because we had no money in our <laughs> basically, um, we funded as board members. They were small grants. Um, and our first focus was on youth grants, grants to youth and youth organizations to um, create a change, a positive change in the community that would be, have a long, you know, have a long lasting impact. And so we wrote up a grant request for proposal and marketed it um, online through org other organizations um, in, in the media, the social media, but as well as the hard copy media and the newspaper. And that first year, I think we got three grant op applications. But one of those came, um, was created, was written by a young man who was wanted to do his Eagle Scout project. And he wanted, we had just opened a new food bank and he wanted his project to be with him as an Eagle Scout and some others in his scout troop, as well as the 4-H program. And they did all the permanent landscaping. They, we gave them a small grant and they got matching funds and donations and they did all the landscaping that's still there um, around our, our food bank. The other one that was became something of, of a signature for us, um, a high school teacher, social sciences teacher, had started a class called Community Activism. And it was for seniors only. It was a year-long project. 
And at the end of that year, they were to have some kind of activity or event or something like that. So I had, he had met me at something and his students had, we were all at a, um, a, a public meeting and I walked over and introduced myself to them and they invited me to the class to talk about what I had learned about community development because I was a state extension specialist and I visited nearly every county in this, in this state multiple times, some of them only once, but. And so I explained to them some ideas of things that I'd heard about and was being done in other communities. And one of those was the concept of pop-up street programs where you have a pop-up festival or a pop-up marketplace, something like this, where you could help people in the community understand the possibilities of growing their local economy. And they latched onto that idea. And that year, their end of year program was Spark Downtown Versailles, which was a two and a half day street festival. And these kids went at this. I mean, they had, they invite, found uh, food trucks to come and other kinds of vendors. They um, met with, you know, we gave them a small grant and they went out and raised additional money to be able to buy the things that they needed to have to do this or to pay rent. They rented some empty space in some of the downtown businesses that had, you know, closed and they put, mini stores inside of them that first year they had almost 2,000 people attend this wow. second year they applied again the class a new class they applied again and we gave them another grant and they added a history component to that and what and then in the then the faculty member or the teacher retired and another teacher continued on the third year some of those students visited Grace Cafe in Danville, which is a pay it forward cafe. Mm -hmm. Five of them came back from that visit and said to their teacher, we'll help on the main project, but this is our passion. We want a, a restaurant like that here in Woodford County. And he said, go for it. And they said, there's a conference coming up in February. This was in December. And it's a national conference of all these pay it forward cafes. And we heard about it from Grace and we looked it up and we want to go. And he said, you raise the money and I'll be your chaperone and we'll, I'll take you there. And they did that. They went and found other donors and they went to that national meeting, came back and said, now we know what we need to do and we're going to do it. And he said, well, now it's in your hands. And they went to their retired, the former retired teacher and said, this is what we want to do. They contacted me because I had done, I, I was, I did a lot of organizational development, like policies and bylaws and articles of incorporations and all that stuff. And they said, this is what we want to do. And I said, well, I'll help you. And um, a year and a half later, they opened Spark Community Cafe. Wow. And we are still functioning. We are still operating and just had our first open seating, you know, I mean, um, this last week. And the community has rallied around that concept. And we buy as much as we can locally from local farmers. Um, we, um, last year, um, over the course of the um, 
pandemic, we donated, we made and packaged and then found volunteer and worked with other organizations with, the, with their volunteers, delivered almost 7,500 free meals wow. to people in the community. It is, um, that is kind of like our star because it has become a gathering place for the community, exactly what the students wanted. They wanted a place where, right in the heart of downtown, where people could walk to and sit down and have a meal, become involved, hear about things. You know, those first three or four, we paid for ourselves as board members because, and that's when people began, you know, we, and we leveraged that by saying, this is what a community fund can do. This is how it can make change in our community. Um, some of our other first ones that we kind of, you know, we started to get a little bit of you know, interest in come from our, our endowment because we were slowly growing it. We also collaborated with some community partners and did some rain gardens on the road coming into, into Versailles. And then after that, we started what we called Bouncing off the on the table program that that um, BGCF used to do, we held our own in Woodford County, and the first year we did that was 2017 or 18, and we said, okay, we got to raise, you know, we've got some money coming in now, and we all pitched in again, and we took everybody's comments, I analyzed them, and we wrote a um, a grant request. And we started what we're what we call the grant shebang. It it is a community enhancement grants. Um, the thing that we do differently is we we gather community suggestions. Then we bring people or give people the opportunity to kind of say these are really really important to us. We want something around this. We write our grant proposal or request for proposal that way. And then we bring people back in the fall. The public we invite the public back and the top applicants make a pitch kind of like a shark tank <laughs> i love shark tank <laughs> and say you know this is our idea these and we you know these are our partners this is what and how we think we're going to have a permanent change on the community and then we bring we allow the public to vote and rank those proposals and our first year we had more proposals than we had money so we were only going to be able to fund eight or nine of the of the applications and um, we had over 150 people attend um, a meeting to vote do the voting at the end we know they had sent their votes and there was going to be one proposal that we couldn't fund given how much people were asking for and i don't know joe gravis was the um, chair at the time and he came up after before we announced the results and said, someone just came up to me, they were so impressed with the quality of these proposals that they're gonna make an anonymous donation and allow us to fund all of our applications. And from that, you know, we've done a grant shebang every year except for last year, <laughs> but we still gave out money last year, okay? Um, it just, we couldn't do it that way. This year, what we're doing is we're doing um, an online survey so that people have an opportunity to tell us what their dreams are. But from that, from the Grant Shebang has come some really important community projects. Um, we have in downtown a what called Big Spring Park, and it's been overgrown and, and kind of like 
semi-abandoned and they were starting to try and work on it. But there's a hill right above it. And one group came up with the idea of making an overlook. And that's what they did. I mean, we gave them a grant. They went and got more money. And, um, and then we gave them another grant so they, have a, they can have a historic marker there about the nature of that park. There's a small group in town that said, this, we need to do something with this. And they came to us and we provided one grant. And actually, we've provided a total of two grants now. It, it is going to be dedicated as a community park um, on the anniversary of the first purchase of property in that area. It's a 34-acre park. And Woodford County Community Fund has helped support um, a partnership with the UK Landscape Architecture Program. And those students have developed a master plan, land use plan, for how to design the park. It's going to be primarily, it's going to be passive um, green space with walking trails, biking trails, and historic markers and um, goat what we call ghosts ghost structures where there'll be like a, a mural wall or an open door that shows where a house was and there'll be a marker telling the story of it and um i mean those are pretty permanent changes you know in a community and the impact of things like that and one group um in that first round wanted to have something signature for Woodford County and that was the Bourbon Barrel Chairs project. And they organized, they, I mean, they put up, they got donors for all of theirs, but these are really neat chairs that are scattered all around the county. They've been painted by local artists and they are permanent and um, they can seat two people. <laughs> and, you know, there's a map describing where they're all located and about the, art, the artist who did them. And after they were spread around town, then then people we they auctioned that group auctioned them off, and used that money. Then to they were going to do it the second round last year, but they had to postpone it. But I think they're trying to do it this one. Um, and then when COVID began, um, we had some spendable left, and we also raised some funds and we created a. Um, I think I had it up and running by March. 27th, I think, by the end of March, a COVID relief fund. And um, we distributed about, I'm thinking about $15,000 in small grants to um, organizations that were addressing immediate needs such as hunger food, um, as well as um, some grants that went to organizations that were helping families that had lost jobs to be able to have enough bridge money to pay their utilities and get their rent paid so that they wouldn't get evicted or lose their utilities until bigger programs began to support people like that. So we, it's, just, it's just a really cool group of people. And gradually, people are starting to recognize what a community fund can do. Right. You're hearing that more and more. People, when I when we say, oh, we're WCCF, and they say, oh, okay, I think I know what that is. And we just work hard on, on growing our um, endowment. And we can do fundraising for immediate needs like we did with the COVID relief. Well, you've given like copious examples of how 
the Woodford County Community Fund has its hand in so many different aspects of the community and so diverse and yet has a tangible impact. And that is the purpose of these community funds here at BGCF is to cultivate that sense of community, like tangible, quantifiable impact. So I just want to ask you another question. Yeah, let me just give you one other example that's totally nothing to do at all with with recreation because of many of the ones i've given you but um the last year we funded but they had to cancel it that community activism class applied they wanted they were doing a partnership with the fiscal court in the courthouse and it was going to be an art in the courthouse program where they would display art we have some incredibly talented young people who are artists yes. they were going to have um, local artists high school student and middle school as well as adult dis art display for like one weekend and then keep a permanent displays throughout the courthouse i think that's kind of unique i think i just these kids are just as you can tell, I'm really, <laughs> I think young people have the best ideas. I agree. <laughs> very, very, you know, not typical, but when we read that proposal, it was like, oh my gosh, what a great way to display the talent of our youth in a central public building. It was just, it was, I mean, I've got tons more I could give yeah. <laughs> I well, just, Woodford County is such a charming community. So what have you seen the fund do to ensure growth and development in such a community like Woodford County? Enhancements to the quality of life for people of all ages and backgrounds is what is key to creating a community that people choose to live in or visit. Mm -hmm. So when the Midway Church, Christian Church, they have, in Midway they have a community garden and they applied for and got funds because they, some of their raised gardens were starting to break down and they wanted to improve those, but they also wanted to almost double the amount of community garden space that they have that persons who are older can actually go and work at because they don't have to bend over, but they're raised, raised beds. To me, that makes a community an inviting place. If you are thinking about where can I retire, where can I live and live out my life in ways that allow me to continue to be a part of the community, I think that's, that's it. All you can do is seek to create a play, a livable community. And anything that you can do that transforms that community into a place where people say, wow, that's a place I'd love to live. Um, that's where I'd like to raise my family. Um, that's where I'd like to retire. That to me, and I think for all of us, is what makes a community that has the potential for growth. Right. I want to end this interview. You've been so amazing. You're also the chair of the board, which I didn't mention before. So you oh, have, yeah. a, you have a, an interesting perspective, but I want to end with a word of encouragement for those listening and provide them with sort of a prompting. Like after they listen to this, they're prompted to take action or move. So why do you give back to your community and why should others do so as well? Um, I do have a, a legacy fund with BGCF, and um, I do have um, a, another legacy gift that's going straight to Woodford Community Fund. I do it because this community 
has given me an incredible life, um, a place to live, a place to be involved and active, um, a place to connect with others who share my passions. To me, an endowment, a legacy gift is a, the way I can keep giving back to my community and thanking it in perpetuity. Okay. As, I, as I've told people before, hey, I'm going to be around haunting you with money for the rest of you <laughs> forever. <laughs> because I see in um, the power that an, a local endowment where local people make their own decisions about what's important to them and then act on it, that is truly what community is. I love that. So last thing before we go, I just want you to shout out how people can learn more about the fund or how they can donate or where they can find you all because yeah. I'm sure people listening want to know that. Oh yeah. Um, they can, um, we have a web page on the Bluegrass Community Foundation site. So if you go to the um, counties, the Geographic Component Funds page, you can find the Woodford one. Um, we are also can typically be found on, on Voices of Versailles. Um, and Midway Musings and Midway Messenger. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, contact me. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I want to be, and I know the other board members do too, we want to have conversations with people about what an incredible opportunity this is to chart, help chart and create the future we want for our children and our grandchildren. Mm -hmm. We can make our community become what we want it to be because local government can't do it on its own. That, I mean, that's, that's just it. That's true. And a lot of people don't think like that. So that mindset is so good to pass on to people and encourage people to take on. So Lori, thank you so much for sure. your BDCF is proud to have you as a champion for our mission and to advocate for local communities, which is exactly what, what our mission is. So thank you very much for sharing. And it no was problem. So thank you for asking. All right, everyone. That is it. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you were encouraged by the stories of good happening right here in our community. I definitely know that I am. Make sure you tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. for more good stories and the next installment of the Do Good Radio Hour.